0: Welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Burke-Roberts. This is a podcast all about our lives. We talk about TV sometimes. And actually, today we are going to talk about TV, aren't we, Ashley? Oh, yeah. We got
1: a lot to say about Love is Blind, Season 2 on Netflix. We've watched the whole season we're all caught up. Yeah. We're itching for that reunion.
0: Reunion, I guess, is going to be on Friday, I assume, right? I don't this know. A new episode I have. guess we
1: do have to sign up for Netflix after all. I
0: know. We just lost our Netflix account. We've been stealing it from our grandmothers, but uh, now we can't. Mom. Um, somebody help, please. <laughs> somebody give
1: us their Netflix somebody, password. I, I
0: need to find out if uh, uh, Deep Deep slaps Shake. Please. <laughs> I wanna, we'll talk about it
1: later. We'll, we'll talk, talk, about about it, later. talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. Um, We also have a lot of life stuff to discuss. I did two shows in Los Angeles this weekend. Feels like a huge achievement.
0: Wow. I mean, Ashley, back to back, Saturday night, Sunday night. Insane. I went to both the shows. Both were really fun shows. The Sunday night show was Ashley's show that she was doing with her friend Chris Duffy. It was really great at the Lyric Hyperion. And then uh, the show before, I mean, you were a judge and a panelist on what was the name of the show?
1: The name of that show is "Danceify This, and it is a Brooklyn show. I used to do it back in the day, back in the pre-COVID days of Brooklyn, and you have teams of dancers inspired by like a short, funny, viral clip. They will then do a two-minute dance inspired by that, and then they go head-to-head, and the judges have to decide who advances to the next round, and then ultimately, the winner is picked by the audience, thank God.
0: Yeah, um... Yeah, you really rejoiced when you found out that the winner is picked by the audience. Yeah, I was thrilled.
1: I mean, I knew I I had a suspicion that that's how it went, but I haven't done the show. Well, I guess I did do it over Zoom. I did do there was a Zoom version of the oh, show, gosh. and in the height of the pandemic. But you know, you forget how things work when they're not your shows, and you're just uh, just a lowly judge.
0: It was a wild ride, though. It was our first sort of foray into like going to some of these comedy theaters and yeah, hanging out and watching shows and doing shows and stuff like that. So you know, it 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 was like um, another um, level to you know, us living here that we hadn't sort of tapped into yet.
1: Absolutely. We are now officially a part of the scene.
0: Right. We're a part part of the scene. There were seen people there. Now, Ashley's show on Sunday was packed, jam packed. Mm. My show was sold out. Sold out show. Um, it was called Stage Fright, mm-hmm. and uh, why don't you tell the folks what the show uh, consists of?
1: Chris and I, um, we just tackled everyone's fears, and we cured everybody of uh, fear last night. We watched as comedians confronted their fears in real time. We had someone on the show who'd never done stand-up before who did a, a stand-up set. So that was really sort of what anchored the show in terms of stage fright. And then our friends did like bits or sets based off of their own fears.
0: Yeah, it was a delight to go watch. Um A few of my friends were on the show. Uh, obviously, my fiance was hosting the show. So it was a great show to take in and it, it did not disappoint. I do want to talk a little bit about the woman who performed stand-up for the first time, which I sort of, uh, you know, I was delighted by, but also a bit sort of, I don't know if dejected is the word or disappointed, but I'll explain what I mean or what I'm talking about and then maybe we can, we can categorize it. Okay. So this person was interviewed. Um, This person was a, is a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, or wa- and was primarily writing um, romance novels. Mm-hmm. So they have proficiency, right, in some sort of creative tasks?
1: Yes, well, I think the romance novels thing, it was just like a side job. They've written, uh, they're but mainly, they published. they're yes, they're published, and they're mainly a comedian. They're like an improviser, actor, and they had also, I think, written on a couple of television shows.
0: So like revolving around stand-up comedy, but never actually touching it, right? Yes, exactly. Which, which goes to show you how it went, because this person came out and really just killed it. Just really had a great like five minutes, like super polished, super rehearsed, very funny, uh, interesting too. Like mm-hmm. you, know, you always like that when like your comedy kind of teaches you a little something here or there and some vulnerable storytelling also happening. Uh, but to me, what it felt like was, first of all, a success. Um, but second of all, immediately, of course, you know, being an artist myself, Having to bring it back and to see how it reflects on me and, and what I've chosen to do, it just sort of once again reveals that, yeah, he can teach stand up.
1: Yeah, like, you, you know, can. It's, it's a craft.
0: It's a craft. It's not, if you can do stand up, you shouldn't feel too proud of yourself. No. You're not that special. Well,
1: it's not about feeling proud of yourself because you have a skill, it's about enjoying doing the skill.
0: It's not that special. You can just be funny and come up with a funny story and make sure that the 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 timing is there and it's all a trick and it can be taught to a stranger um but you and why is that disheartening to, me, to as you? A, as a former uh, stand-up teacher <laughs> why is that disheartening uh, to you because you want to feel like you're more special than that you know you want to be like yeah but i have this skill like i'm a man of certain skills Like, but isn't
1: it kind of nice to know that like it's not some sort of like mythical thing that it's like, I don't
0: want anybody to ever find out that what (laughs) I think that I do better than other people is something that they could like, if they took a three week course, like they could probably trick somebody into believing that they're, that they are as good as I am.
1: Okay, so listen, there's a lot of judgment going on. Like you y- your your view is rooted in judgment. Like this idea that you feel like you're better than people because you have this skill. Yeah. So if you just kind of accepted that like everybody's good at different things and there's not n- not someone is better than anyone else, then maybe you could rejoice in the idea that like it is like a learnable, teachable thing because that means you can also get better. Don't you like that? don't you like to know that you can also
0: grow? Ah oh, God, you know it just doesn't do it for me. It really just doesn't it doesn't do it for me. I'd prefer to have a sneaky little secret that people think is magic
1: okay well, you you could just be magic yourself.
0: I was proven last night that I'm not no, this but, person was much funnier than I was. Wow, well, I'd ever been on stage. And everything's subjective um. Anyway, I mean, not, uh, not taking anything away from the set. As a matter of fact, the opposite. I was sort of thrown by it. It, it put me into a tizzy, a tailspin. But it do- I didn't realize that this person was in- also uh, entrenched or ingrained in comedy performance. So. Yes,
1: they have their, their comedy chops are um, seasoned.
0: I almost feel like y'all should have mentioned that.
1: Well, it takes away a it little bit of the... Uh, it does take away. What are we going to say? They've been circling around stand-up for right. a decade. Yes, no, yes. we're not going to say that.
0: But you know what? It was a really fun show, and Ashley performed. Uh, you know, for the first time that I'd seen her. I mean, I saw her, I guess, in October in 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 uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. But it's a little different. Just it was that just, was a looser was, it was more sort of, like of show. a goodbye hangout. Yeah, it was for a us. goodbye hangout. This and was
1: me really trying. This was
0: you really trying in front of <laughs> a lot of strangers. And yeah. you were super nervous. I mean. How nervous were you this weekend? I mean, really, like you were pretty much just leveled, destroyed, decimated this weekend based on the fact that you had two shows.
1: I thought I was dying, I thought I was gonna die. Um, I would say last week was not fun in general, just because I had this like looming threat of a show coming up. And then Saturday and Sunday, those two days were a complete wash. I don't really know if we did anything. I don't think I was able to do anything because I was just so focused on the impending doom. That was my what felt like execution. It felt like I was like slowly marching to my death. And then I would say about Three months, uh, not three months, three minutes on stage, I was like, oh my God, this is the best. I love it. I'm back in my element. I feel, I can feel myself returning to that, the stage version of myself. This is so fun. I want to do it all the time. So it's really like a, it's, it's whiplash almost because Sunday I looked at you and I said, this is it. I'm done. After this show, I'm not going to pursue performing live anymore. It's too draining. It's too exhausting. I got to protect my mental health at all costs. And then, like I said, three minutes
0: in to the set, I was back, y'all. And it felt good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you really did turn to me and go, that's it. I'm not doing this ever again. I just won't ever do this again. And I'm like, that's fine. That's fine knowing that if it went well that uh, you'd be uh eating those words and you surely did.
1: Did I crash, babe? You did. Did you, you love that. it?
0: I did. I did love it. I think everybody did.
1: Yeah. We had a lot fun. of fun. It was a very successful night and I'm I'm happy for that cuz like you know we just got here and there's a an urge to establish ourselves in this city and it turned into like a great hang and a great show and so it felt like You know, I was talking with Chris about this today. It was like, oh, okay, here we are in our little slice of the comedy scene of Los Angeles. Like, that's nice.
0: You cut yourself a little slice, Ash. You should be proud of yourself. Thanks, babe. How much performing had Chris done? I mean, he sort of moved here during the pandemic. right? Yeah, he hasn't done much either. We've
1: actually done a couple of Zoom shows together, but that's about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, he felt the same. It kind of rejuvenated him as well. Yes, absolutely. Believe again. Mm-hmm. Gave
1: him that little taste. He said that, um, he said that this is the wrong metaphor, but it does feel like cocaine being on stage. You get that rush and then you're like, Oh yeah, that's what I love. Give oh, me some more. It's
0: endorphins. They're yeah. rushing. Adrenaline. Yes,
1: that's really another downside about performing. Is I didn't go to bed last night till like one because it's adrenaline is just coursing through my system.
0: That come down, baby. It's that come down. It's hard. It
1: really is. It's very hard. You're fully awake after you perform. Like I'm ready to do brain surgery after I do a set. I'm like focused, Please awake. Don't. don't do brain. Give me surgery. your brain. Don't. I'll yes, get in there. Not
0: certified for that yet? One day um so yeah i mean it was a it was a really a jam-packed weekend um uh, and did we do anything friday that was uh interesting honestly
1: i feel like my whole week was a blur because i was just every day thinking about these two shows coming up um friday i know what i did laundry and you went and met a friend and you stayed out late, dude. <laughs> yeah, I stayed out till like, what,
0: maybe nine? <laughs> it's so
1: weird. Like when one of us hangs out with other people without, we, you know, I guess all couples are facing this in the, the time of COVID, but like, boy, oh boy, do Nick and I spend a lot of time together. So when he went out on Friday night from like five to nine, it was, it was like a new reality. It's like entering a new dimension of this apartment.
0: Yeah, we had a good time. We had a a multitude of beers, maybe four.
1: Yeah, you had a lot of beers. I mean, you definitely stunk of beer when you came home. You were (laughs) a stinky alcohol guy. But you know, um, like it's not just us, though, that can feel this separation. Lily is so used to us being home and spending all of our time with her that if we're out of the house for like more than three hours, we get a mouthful when we return. She really gives it to us. When we came back.
0: she's awake.
1: Well, if she's awake. Yeah. When we came back last night from the show, she just like talked at us, meowed at us for what felt like a good five minutes.
0: Yeah. I'm always curious on what that is. I mean, what I mean, is she really just saying like, where have you been? I think so. But like, how does a cat have a... Have the, the sense to say where have you been. Well, I think it's like her
1: version of like, I'm glad you're back. Hello, where have you been? Don't leave me again. I miss you. Why do you smell like this? You'll never believe what I've been doing. <laughs> Chasing um a dust mite, you know.
0: Um, Lily does protect this house from squirrels, so I do I do appreciate her. So I don't want to, I don't want to put her into a tailspin or, or into a tizzy.
1: She's always watching.
0: Always watching um yeah had a couple of drinks we have a we have a pub right next door to us so it's anytime somebody's like hey i'm gonna be around there you want to grab a drink i'm like i have just the place it's it's a 13 second walk from my it's a 13 (laughs) second walk i
1: mean we really like live at a resort is what it feels like we have this like irish themed pub next to us that has the best happy hours and has pretty good happy hour pretzels
0: Not going to shy away from one of their pretzels. And Ashley does not like to shy away from a pretzel. And then to the
1: right of us, we have a golf course that has like a little diner. It's like the golf course diner that's like straight out of a movie.
0: And you know what? I love they have like a little diner there, as as Ashley mentioned, and I love it. And Ashley told me this week she does not, which is disappointing to me.
1: Yeah, I think that there's better food in the neighborhood.
0: There is, but is that food right there and also on a golf course? The Village Bakery... It's not open late.
1: That's not open late. Closes at four. Closes
0: at four. Also, that actually has good food. So yeah. people want to go there a lot. Yeah, and it's, so it's bumping. Like, it's really hard to get the food there. Um so, We uh, ate at the
1: golf course diner on Saturday. What, were you we gonna did. say something? No, no,
0: I I oh. think I was actually going to say, but we did have a meal at the golf course uh, this weekend.
1: Yeah, and it la- it laid me out.
0: Well, Ashley got pancakes. She was refused to go there until I reminded her that there were like some pancakes and stuff like that. And she was like, all right, I'll check it out. Because uh, I think Ashley, this is a problem with like the eggs at a place. Like if she feels like their eggs aren't good enough for her, she'll, she just won't go back for breakfast.
1: Cheap eggs bum me out. I can taste them.
0: And so we went there. I was like, they have pancakes. She, she was like, all right, I'll check it out.
1: I'll check out them pancakes. And
0: so we went there, and uh, I got my little breakfast burrito. Ashley got some pancakes. Uh, She ordered uh, pecan pancakes. Yeah. And they got brought over, and there were no pecans on them. And then Ashley was like, oh, um, I got pecan pancakes. And uh, the waiter was like, oh, yeah, okay, let me go check with the chef. And then he went and checked with the chef and came back, and he was like, oh, the chef said the the pecans are on – on the inside.
1: They're inside. He mixed them into the batter. They're inside. inside. And
0: she was like he, she was like, Oh, okay. And then the guy left. And then Ashley ate her pancakes and there were no pecans <laughs> in there. And then the guy came back and was like, Uh, was there pecans in there? And Ashley was like, No, they were not. <laughs> and he was like, Uh, damn, all right. Well, I don't know why that guy told me that. But, uh, <laughs> um, I like the idea that there were n- they never put the pecans on the inside yeah. and the guy was just like to the waiter was just like, uh, hey, um, before you go fuck yourself, go tell that lady that they're on the inside <laughs> um but uh i you know ashley ate the pancakes so good came back here she had a show late it was a 10 p.m show this must have been 11 a.m yeah ate the pancakes came back here couldn't move
1: it laid me out y'all crawling around the house. i was trying to do some work for the show on sunday too <laughs> And I was just like laying down. Oh, I'm getting a FaceTime. Getting
0: a FaceTime. You better silence that, my friend. <laughs> I got to get through this podcast. Yes.
1: Um, and then, yeah, I just napped. And I, I, I reflected on the fact that I might have ruined my day by just having pancakes in the morning. I
0: mean, pancakes, yeah, sure. It's a breakfast, I guess. But really, it's a dessert. I mean, it's a damn cake. You should reserve your pancakes, your French toasts, uh, your scones, your um really anything that would be a uh, heavy flour save that for the end of the night just so that you can be like a sumo wrestler eat it and then just go to sleep mm, mm-hmm. and make sure that none of that fat gets worked off well you know what?
1: i kind of thought that like maybe the pecans would provide like a, a boost of protein and fat that would like level out the carb crash from the pancakes so that was like that was my logic going in
0: did it work at all? No,
1: there were no pecans in there.
0: Also, folks, did you hear our Patreon episode? We dropped one. Ha, ha, ha. Joke's on you. You thought it was over, but uh, it's not.
1: It never ends. I mean, as you
0: know, I, I I will pause billing for a month and then not drop a podcast. And then Ashley's mom will notify me the next month that she got billed. And then, <laughs> I, then we have to drop a podcast. So that happened again for February. So Ashley and I dropped a patreon over there patreon.com forward slash reality blows um we will not be doing any more patreon episodes at all i know we've been saying this for like the last six months
1: but this time is real
0: this time is real i need to wait a couple of weeks uh for certain things on patreon to kind of click over and be confirmed but then i'm gonna just uh cancel our account so, um, if you are a patron and you haven't listened to everything yet, I think you have the ability to download things like straight to your device or download things to your, uh, laptop. And you could just like download the MP3s and listen to them at your leisure. Um, that's, uh, something nice. If for some reason you can't download them, well, good luck. And, uh, you have, uh, 45 episodes or so to go ahead and listen to. But they have a month, right? They, they have all of March. They, no, no, no. They do not have all of oh. March. It's going to be like mid-March. So get on, get up on it and if you're all caught up just know that we dropped one a couple days ago and uh, what we talked about on that was mostly the last trip that we took to um Disneyland more specifically Disney California Adventure
1: and it was a fun time and I think we also discussed our 30-day cleanse coming up so if you want to hear about that
0: yes hey did somebody pee on our uh
1: no, I knocked Lily knocked a seltzer over oh, earlier. Okay.
0: I thought somebody peed on our little <laughs> porch area. How could they have? <laughs> that's what I was surprised by. I was like, did a bird come by and just do a little peeps? No,
1: that's a seltzer puddle.
0: Lily. <laughs> so yes, uh, over there on Patreon, we did do that episode this week, um, and really, we talked about Disney because, like, the only other thing that we could think about talking about was something that we want to talk about right now. Cause we were so kind of wrapped up in it. We also did so a ta- we all
1: sorry to interrupt Nick, but we also did a, a taste testing of okay. some exotic snacks. Yes, and uh, I read some tomb celebrity tombstones to Nick.
0: Yeah, it's a it's an important show. Guys. Yeah, Let's get over there. Get um, over there. So what I was saying was like we just watched Love Is Blind season two. I mean, we watched the entire season. I would say in two nights or three.
1: Yeah, I would say three.
0: I mean, we, I, it was hard to We watched the
1: entire... Yeah, once we got going, we were like, well, this is what we're doing for the rest of the night.
0: So, I hate to say it, folks, but we are going to be talking spoilers here because the finale uh, happened last Friday, and we're all caught up. So we want to talk about that. It's kind of what we do here every once in a while. So if you haven't uh, watched it and you're planning on, well, I don't know. Maybe this is the end for you folks, and we'll talk to you next <laughs> week. But if you... Uh, You don't give a shit or you're all caught up. That's what we're talking about now. So uh, goodbye to those who are leaving and hello to those who are caught up on maybe the most uh, fun reality show um, that has kind of popped off in like the last year or so, man. Maybe since we watched... Probably the first season of this or maybe the circle is, is, is you know what? I loved well, the but... first
1: season of the circle did not love the second season of the circle.
0: Yeah. It just didn't hit like that, but right. I loved the first season of love is blind and I think I loved the second season more.
1: Yeah. I, I really liked this season. It scratches an itch that temptation Island scratches and yet it is more compelling Because there's not people who are just like, nah, I'm not going to cheat on my girlfriend. These people are pursuing love instead of pursuing not love. Uh, But it's the same idea.
0: For me, it comes down to episode order. There's always like 20 episodes of something like, you know. uh, Yeah. uh, Temptation Temptation Island, Island. Because it's on a network. But I mean, how many episodes have we seen? Of season two of Love is Blind at 10? Yeah. I mean, and they went by so quickly. They uh, really did. You, you almost, you, you just want more, but.
1: And that's, I, that's an important po- point, Nick, because we found out afterwards that there are, there were two other couples that got engaged that they didn't show. And I'm just, I think they should do like a love is blind extras. They should show other people in the pods because there's so many people in the pods that you meet the first couple of episodes who then fall off. You never see them again. You never see these people finding love. I would, I would watch like a clip show of those people, like the ones that didn't work, the ones that did. I think that they're filming everything. Why not just give us like the uncuts?
0: I mean, I was like bonus material I'd be into, but I'm into succinctness. I'm into brevity. I don't really want things to drag. And I assume the reason those other two couples weren't chosen was because they were boring. Yeah, probably. And, and they saw a lot more uh, possibilities of some drama with these other five couples. I yeah. It was. And there was a bunch of drama, so they were not wrong. I mean, I think there was one couple in the first season that did not have any drama and then they didn't get married and it was really strange and odd. They were like the bland couple that were like boring.
1: Oh, right. And they kind of looked like each other, yeah, maybe? Yeah, it was
0: weird and then like did not get I forgot married about the them.
1: The yeah, I was trying to think who I remembered from a season one. And I remembered um was it Amber and Barnett? Those were like she was like the The wild one, right? Yeah. Um, and then she had like all the student loan debt. That was like a that was (laughs) sneaky secret. A storyline, and then there was Mark and Jessica. Jessica was like the drunk who would feed her dog wine. I I shouldn't say she was a drunk. That's not fair, but that is how she came across. And then
0: she was the one that was trying to get Barnett, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And. uh yeah, and, and what was the guy's name that she was Mark. With? Mark was kind of like this just like college guy or something. Yeah. Who like didn't really have his life together yet and had like a weird apartment with a weird roommate. Yeah, and, bed on the floor. And he was like what, twenty five and she something. was thirty six. She was thirty four and she yeah. like
1: owned her own house.
0: Right. There was uh yeah, there was and those then there two,
1: was Cameron and Lauren.
0: Right, who are the is the couple every that's the that's the love is blind goal yes. probably for everybody. Right? Yeah. Um, I haven't checked in on them lately, but I'm sure they're doing fine.
1: They're doing incredible. They have like a, they've basically built like um, a whole world of, of their own promotions and projects and they're knocking it out of the park. They're lightning, babe. And they won't strike twice. Wow. Yeah.
0: Insane. So yes, um, good season, but I I think i liked this season more i I guess we should go through the couples first yeah and then we'll start talking about maybe points uh well let's pick a couple and then go through let's go from the beginning to the end the fun stuff yeah and then like what what happened at the end and our reactions to that so let's start with sal and mallory i think i'm mallory yeah, that was her name. Was that her name? Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. What did you think it was? I don't know.
1: You're right. That does sound right. Yeah. I believe yeah. it
0: was. Mm-hmm. Um, Sal and Mallory, uh, Salary. Salary. As they should be called. Um, is uh, they? I'm choosing them to go first because I think they were the most boring. Agreed. So we'll get them out of the way. Um, they did have a bit of drama though, which was, was I right, Ash? Um,
1: I'm just looking it up, but you can keep talking.
0: You know that, you know I'm right, aren't aren't I? I
1: don't know, babe. I can't talk and look it up at the same time though.
0: Why wouldn't you just do Sal and Mallory, Love is Blind? Let me see. This is something I love. This is what I like to do with Ash. Sal, Mallory. I just
1: wanted to get a whole, I wanted a list of all the couples. So we got all their names correct. Yeah, I'm so
0: right. Just in front of me, you know? So right. Um, So, Sal and Mallory, everybody. Uh, Oh, my dad is calling me. God, this is... (laughs) My dad called me in the beginning of the pod. Um, Will we
1: get through this podcast? We'll see. I haven't
0: talked to my dad in in a couple of days. I I owe him a phone call, so I understand. But he does have to know I'm supposed to be working. It's 4.18 my time. Yeah. So... um, so Sal
1: and Mallory the most boring couple hands down they did have a little bit of drama because Mallory was also connected with this guy named Jarrett is that correct Jarrett yep. in the pods and like she had like a love connection going on with Jarrett and then Jarrett basically asked her to marry him like he was like if I asked you to marry me what would you say and she was like I'd say no. And then that was like devastating for her. She cried a bunch because she didn't want to hurt anybody. And then Jarrett seemed really rocked by it, but ended up going to his, I guess, backup lady, Ayana? No.
0: Yes, it's Ayana.
1: Okay. So um, but let's focus on Sal and Mallory. In the pod when they were dating. I thought they had the most chemistry. I thought they had more chemistry than Mallory and Jared had because Jared would kind of throw ideas out and Mallory would be like, oh, yeah, that could be cool. But she like was literally lighting up, smiling, um, excited by Sal. She even enjoyed when he played the ukulele for her. So that's got to be true love right there. I think this couple hit their biggest roadblock when they saw each other. I think she saw Sal and he he gives off a little bit of a robot vibe. And I think that it just the physicalness wasn't there. And she found herself questioning it. In fact, she did say the physical stuff wasn't there.
0: Yeah. I mean, that seems to be a problem for a couple of these couples. Yeah. um, So, yes, I agree. I think Mallory saw Sal and was just like, eh, it's not exactly what I was looking for. Now, Sal has a very like has like a baritone voice. Yeah. And I imagine that Mallory uh maybe pictured a, a larger man. Mm. And he didn't I mean Sal doesn't look like you know, like a like a squirt. You yeah. Know? And he's but quite
1: he's, handsome. Like he could be he you know He's he, a
0: pretty bland dude but
1: he his personality makes him almost there's no sex appeal there for me I'll say that
0: yes he sings kind of like Ricky Ricardo a little bit like kind of like froggy voice like which I kind of find very funny like where it like it's like and she seems to really like the way he sings but like he sings in a way where he doesn't move at all so it's just like he's like I'm gonna sing a song for you and she's like okay and then he's like i'm singing a song to you mallory and you're just like doesn't move <laughs> his face doesn't move she seems to be very taken by this though like this is romantic to her she wants romance well he okay. provides a bit of romance she keeps saying that she dates guys that are very similar and she does not want to date that type of guy anymore. She hasn't really gone into what that is. Yeah. Apparently, Jarrett is more like who those guys are. Yeah. Jared seems like a really nice guy who's like uh, fun to hang out with. And
1: Jared seems, seems like a guy's guy. Like he's, he's playing a, video he, games. He's
0: more of a guy's guy. And yeah. I guess that's what that is. I imagine what she means. Uh, is some somebody a, with a little bit more edge to them?
1: Yes, he had um, a little bit more edge. Sal's very stiff very and seems stiff. like he could be a pushover. Yeah. Um, but he, I think he was like beautiful to look at. I think he had a pretty face and he was in shape. But like, I just didn't see he any no, sort of sex he, appeal. No swagger. No swagger. Um, and I would also be totally. Bowled over by the singing and the, the, the singing the music. is a nice Because he's he's a trained opera singer, yes. so he can do it well, which is nice. But yeah, he didn't seem to have any sort of like uh there was like you said, no edge, no, no sense of danger. And I mean that in like a playful way. Yes.
0: And the most exciting thing that happened during their um courtship was when they leave the pods, they go to Mexico, and Mallory finally sees Jarrett. And they are a little tipsy, and they kind of hit it off. And Mallory sort of says, like, "Yeah, I probably shouldn't have said yes to this guy. And yeah, if you would ask me again, maybe that would have been the deal." And she doesn't uh, say that, but it's implied. It's implied. She's regretting her decision. Yeah. And uh, you know, but Jared does not follow through on any of that. Like he kind of like sets her up to say that in a way, or just kind of gets. She says it and not even sets her up in, like, a negative way, but, like, kind of, like, just kind of talked to her, and it kind of led her to say that. And then, like, they kind of just split off, and then, like, Jarrett went back to Ayana, and they are, seem to have, like, a very strong relationship together. And so it didn't seem to get between those two, but... Um, Sal caught wind of Mallory's conversation, and apparently Mallory said maybe she shouldn't. She didn't want to get married to this guy. No,
1: she said something to the effect of like, well, we don't have to get married right. at the end of it. like, Which would there's an option. That she doesn't want to get yeah, married. Yes, Sal was crushed after that. He gave he an crushed. interview where he was teary-eyed, and I really felt for him, because he seems like a sweetie. He yes. does seem like a good, sweet man he- who clearly cared about her a lot. And something I was impressed by, before we move on, this before we move on from this when Jarrett and Mallory have that conversation Jarrett looks at Mallory's ring and he's like that's not the ring for you because you like gold and Sal had gotten her a silver ring and Mallory was like yep that's true and then she went back and reported that to Sal that came up in Sal's conversation their conversation I don't know how she told Sal that but I, I do know that she did tell Sal because later in the series we see Sal directly talk to Jarrett about that, about how he didn't appreciate it and like, you know, that was he, he didn't there was no aggressiveness there, but he did say it was like
0: confrontation.
1: It he did imply like, hey, that wasn't cool and I would appreciate it if you don't do it again was the the vibe of that conversation. And it made me get a lot more respect for Sal.
0: Yeah, I thought I found it to be a little awkward for me. But it was fun that I you know, I'm watching a reality show for these moments. So I didn't think it was that becoming of Sal. I thought it was a little petty. Like, Sal needed to get one over on Jarrett. Hey, dog, this is the game you're playing. Like, everybody's dating a whole bunch of people, and, you know, really, Jarrett got said no to, so you kind of won the prize in that way. But uh, now you need to have Jarrett, like, pay for the fact that he was, like, tipsy and actually did know the fact that he knew Mallory enough to know that Mallory wants gold and not silver. So, um... I don't know. He was just embarrassed and wanted to get one up on Jarrett, unfortunately. You think that's yeah, what was going he on? To, he needed to, his respect back. He needed to feel like he was not less than. Interesting. Um, yeah, he was kind of weird in that way uh, multiple times in this. I thought when he confronted Mallory about this situation, it was also like a... A pretty like, oh, you're like directly like saying that like you're you're like upset with Mallory here when I just didn't accept. I didn't expect that from him because he is very mild, mild mannered, stiff and sweet.
1: And I liked that because I felt like it was both instances were like very they to me, they reflected someone who's well adjusted. Like I didn't see any sort of confrontation happening. I just saw him just sort of like being a really great communicator and saying like, this is what bothered me.
0: Yeah. For me, I just was like, uh, I don't think I liked Sal that much. So mm, to me, I me, like it Sal. was just like, give it up, Sal, give it up, dude, this ain't going to work out in the end for you anyway. So give it up right now. And guess what? It doesn't work out for them in the end, but twist it's Sal that says no.
1: Yep. Sal says no,
0: which makes sense. Mallory was so trying to force, Force feed herself love from Sal. Mallory wasn't into it. reaffirming and reassuring herself and us the viewers that like, this is who I think I should be with, and like I'm not necessarily the guys I'm into, and like not necessarily the physical isn't really there yet, and uh you know, it, you know, I'm not too sure if I'm, you know, this is all pretty quick, and you know, I feel, you know, like it's just like all, all apprehension. Yeah, and, uh, not so not not like swept away with romance and passion. It was it was like a little bit like I'm going to go through with it like that. And it was just like, oh, this is so wrong. Just tell this dude, you don't like him like that.
1: And it was a bummer because I feel like in the beginning of the show, we got to see her personality a lot. But then as their relationship progressed, she really pulled back from sharing herself um, because she seemed like. I don't know. She was just clearly uncomfortable and didn't like what was going on.
0: And he clearly felt that and was just like, we can't get married. Uh, This is not working. Yeah. And uh, she was like, are you sure? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to let you off the hook. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, thank you. (laughs) Basically. Yeah. I mean, she did not. It's funny. The couples that did not. Get together in the end. You never got to hear what the the person who went first at the marriage thing. Because yeah. if you're not watching the show, you just want to hear it. At the end, they go to the altar. They're at a wedding, and that's when they make the decision: the I do's and so the, or I don't. Or I don't. And and Sal went first, and he's like, I can't do this. I'm I'm I don't want to do this. It's not right. And Mallory just gets to go. Wow. Okay. And then like walks away like she's sad, but then probably completely relieved and glad that she wasn't the one that had to do it you know it's- yeah
1: and it's interesting because it's clearly a decision by production who gets to go first because sometimes the guys go first sometimes the gals go first so for the story I think it was good for Sal to say no to Mallory because I think if we saw Mallory say no we would have just felt really bad for yeah, Sal of course I mean yeah. he
0: just crushed you know
1: he seemed upset he seemed to really like Mallory he did. He did. and I feel for him I think he was really in love and he was wanted this to work Yeah, and I think she was not
0: so our next couple who now who do you think why don't you choose who the at least the the next most boring couple is Ayana and Jarrett Ayanna and Jarrett we yeah a lot about Ayanna and Jarrett uh the big uh piece here was that Jarrett proposes basically Sorta. a pseudo proposal yeah a Mal- passive proposal to Mallory checking just checking the uh, the oil checking the ch- ch- checking the heat yeah and uh and uh she says can't do it can't do and it he's like whoa okay well that's fine uh, there's another lady I'm, I really no like. he did
1: say well that's fine he said I'm crushed this yes. is awful and then he looked really upset and then he was like oh, I guess I'll ask Ayana and
0: he leaves and then he it what seems like in the same afternoon asks Ayana yeah I imagine it was but Ayana says yes And then later finds out?
1: No. So this was good. This was good on Jarrett. He explained the situation to Ayana before he asked her. And I really appreciated that because he didn't try and hide anything from her, you know?
0: Right. He didn't try to pass it off like this was the first proposal of the day. Yes. I'm just
1: having a memory of this couple from season one. Do not remember their names. But wasn't that the man had been with other men and did not tell his the fiance that until later, way later in their relationship, like had yeah. her proposed for like had proposed to her first before revealing that fact.
0: Yeah, there was something like that. I don't really remember.
1: But. Yeah, but I, I'm just bringing that up because. Um, that this instance with Jarrett was someone putting all of their cards on the table now, before he asked her,
0: you know, and it was good on Jarrett. He seems like a stand-up dude. And, and he did uh, kind of prove to be throughout the series. Um, you know, when they bounce from the pods and they go to their little honeymoon, uh, in, on the resort, you know, it does start to, uh, become apparent that the fact that Ayana was not the first person that was proposed to by Jarrett is does come back a bunch of times on this where yeah. she starts out. it's like damn I As was a second should. choice I was a second choice and not to mention Mallory's also on this resort and they constantly put them together at little like hangouts
1: yeah and Mallory's so pretty and i mean Iana, Iana is, is also gorgeous but like they're both beautiful women um i would have such a hard time knowing i was the second i don't know how I, i don't know how she did it I do not know how she did it.
0: Well, you know, we'll we'll, we'll cut to it. Jarrett and Diana get married. Yeah. And they do it in a very sweet way. And you don't see, you see the least amount from these two because I think they just had like a really nice courtship and, and hang out. And I think they really hate it off. And I think they do really like each other. So
1: 100% in Mexico, when they get there after the proposals, like they are the couple that are just like. Just getting along, having fun, clearly have chemistry, clearly like each other, lots of laughs, um, and and I was I was happy to see them get married.
0: Ayana has this like situation going where she was like she was like kicked out of her home at eighteen, or I think she was in foster care before s- that. Some and- situation where then she she moved in with two people who she knew from. We don't know the full backstory. And then they adopted her at like 22? Yes,
1: but you know... It makes no sense though, but how can you
0: adopt an adult?
1: The way Netflix frames it was like she moved in with these people at 18 and then they adopted her at 22 and... And
0: They frame it that way. She says that Yes,
1: but I think that there's like more backstory that we didn't get. There has to be like, I've known them since I was 10 or they're family friends.
0: Something and... Then we meet them, and they can't be more than 38 years old apiece. Like, they're so young. Yeah, but
1: they, like, really love her and care about her, and I liked them. Yeah, no, they they were cool,
0: but I'm trying to find interesting points about this. Jared Jared plays a lot of video games. We'll see him play video games, and then he, their one thing was, he likes to go out with the boys and get drunk, and Ayanna is trying to have him chill with that a bit.
1: Yeah, she wants to start a family. She wants to go to graduate school. The thing about her parents was, like, I was so prepared for them to be weird, because the backstory was so strange, like I was prepared for them to be so weird. And then when they showed up, they looked like they were in the same like, social group of like Jarrett and Ayana. like age wise, like they looked like they could just all be hanging out together as peers. And so that was confusing. But then they were like, so thoughtful and caring to her as like parent figures that it's sort of all kind of made sense in the end. It's still confusing. We need the full story. But I did really like that, you know, every time someone would ask uh, Jarrett, like, what he liked about Ayana, and he would say her resilience, her mother was like, yes, but, like, what do you like about her? Like, there's so many things about her, like, specifics that are lovable. Like, what are they? And he was just like, yep, you are right about that. And then we never really heard what they are. Yeah, he doesn't know yet,
0: (laughs) but he'll find out. Uh, and then at the end, they get married um, and it's it's very sweet. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that's basically it. Uh, you have more you have more about that.
1: Well, I'm just wondering, like, OK, so at the reunion, do you think Jared and Ayanna will still be together? I do.
0: I do as well.
1: Do you think Sal and Mallory will have no, gotten back together? No. Because they were like talking about don't possibly any of dating. I think the
0: other couples, whether they said yes or no, are going to be together. Really? So we'll talk about it. So, who is the next boring? In Nick and Danielle. Opinion, so Nick and Danielle, the next boring. I agree. Nick and Danielle, they're the next boring, but like there's a big jump, I think, between oh, and, yeah. And, oh, Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Entertainment value. Yes, because these two, I would say, pretty close to a train wreck. Um, wow, as wow, as, wow. As far as like if we're going to talk about the train wreck couple, in my opinion, it's these two. Now, There was some really crazy stuff that happened with the remaining couples as well, but this feels more like a train wreck. Now,
1: this couple was so hard to freaking watch. Every time they would have a scene where it was just the two of them, I would get, start getting anxious because I knew a fight was about to happen. And it would just be like a fight that would really sort of materialize out of thin air. Like Nick and I would have to rewind it and be like, wait, what's going on? Like, how did this happen? What are they talking about?
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, their, their whole... Uh storyline was like these miscommunication fights that like would spiral out. It, it happened like almost every episode. Um, what's interesting about these two is I don't remember her from the pods at all. And the only thing I remember about Nick and the pods is he would like lay, like he'd get really close to the wall and mm-hmm. like sit on the floor. Mm-hmm. And like he was very talkative and mm-hmm. like was always sort of like in control of the conversation. Um, I don't really remember anything else about why they hit it off or anything like that. Um, and then he proposes to her, they meet, they seem pretty happy about what they see when they meet each other. So there's no like looks things, although she has quite a complex about her weight loss and what she used to look like. Which is
1: unfortunate because she's a beautiful
0: woman. Yeah. I mean, she lost weight and she looks good. I mean, it's, but, but there's some deep seated situations happening there. Um, And then our first real foray into, like, the dysfunction between the two is I believe we go to her home, uh, and she lives in an apartment, and she's got all these goofy things around the house
1: yeah she's got like um she, it feels like she's like maybe still in college yes. is the vibe
0: she's got like blow up instruments and apparently she's got like this raucous group of girlfriends that come over and they will party in the apartment they will dance on the tables and yeah sometimes they'll break a table from dancing on it yeah and they and like, like wear like, silly they, costumes they, they, they wear silly costumes and and like and like play like air guitar yeah and, and
1: nick's like no
0: and yeah <laughs> and this guy nick is is just like he is um he is very clean, and I think he has possibly some sort of um, compulsive disorders that were alluded to by his family when we meet his, his family. weird ass family. So, I mean, then we go to Nick's house. Nick's house is very, Nick's apartment is very neat. Yeah. And Danielle's like, Yeah, but I like the play of the game Rock Band. Like, where am I going to put the drum set for Rock Band? And he's like, In a closet. And he's like, She's like, No, I like to play it a lot. So I like to keep it out. And he's like, okay, well, we'll talk about it.
1: Yeah, he's like, you can... Bring it out of the closet yeah. to play it like, yeah but i don't like that
0: it's, it was very strange yeah she was clearly trying to test his boundaries and like see like is this guy gonna be a fucking weirdo like am oh. i gonna be able to play my games what about
1: when you open his closet when they opened his closet and it's like where he keeps his personal items and there was a michael myers mask in there yeah he's just like a nerdy guy he's he like a collector lot, and that was
0: like where his dvds were um, yeah which were alphabetized yeah she didn't seem to like did that.
1: he have dawson's creek probably. I think he had something where she was like, you have this? And he was like, yeah.
0: So then we go and we meet. Their families were maybe the most fun families to meet. So... Nick's family we go there and like clearly Nick's mom's not into this at all and the, he has two sisters and they're also not into it to this and he's really nervous
1: oh this was so hard to watch these three women specifically the mom stonewall yeah and they were Nick like you're not coming in our Daniel. house like you can yeah. come in
0: the backyard so like they have to go into the backyard and like sit at this like picnic table and then like there's a bottle of wine out and it's just like, here's the bottle of wine. Like put it on the table, like drink up, like, let's talk about this. And they're talking about it. And like, they're like, are you sure to Danielle? Like, are you sure you're able to handle Nick? And like all of his like quirks and like Nick starts to sweat. And then, and then he's like, she's like, well, yeah, he's really clean. And it's just like, yeah, you're going to be able to deal with the showering. And he's like, "What? what are you talking about? And he's like, Nick showers like three times a day. And uh, she, he was like, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> you know, it's like this weird, <laughs> like, and I mean, uh, I mean, I hate what to a, pick on people too, but the look of these ladies.
1: Yeah. They were, they <laughs> looked Midwest. miserable and they looked like they wanted Nick to be miserable. <laughs> and then there was the scene where like Daniela, Danielle? Danielle, Danielle was like, we've been through so much. And the mom was like, like what you just met
0: yeah like you're already fighting yeah that was like oh no i mean yeah um and then well before that though we we went to her her parents house and it was her mom and her stepdad and her sisters and her brother it was her brother because her
1: her stepdad brings up like sex is very important for a relationship and then the mom is like yes it is and then the brother's like yeah how are you guys having sex yeah it's so weird
0: (laughs) mom loves the wine mom got drunk and immediately just took over the whole night
1: mom was like oh this is a television show about me yeah great
0: I mean she was very entertaining and she really uh put on a show
1: she did and she was like I studied psychology in college yes. I can tell Nick's a good guy but like also she clearly tortured her daughter like she yeah. would constantly be like and you know Danielle has very low self-esteem yeah, she's like got a lot of problems kept bringing yeah. up that and like was, was like when they were doing the wedding the picking the wedding dress she was like this is the one you should get and danielle's like i like this one and the mom was like but you should try the you know it's clearly like a controlling mom
0: and then after they leave that house they get into a huge blowout fight because nick only he, in the car he mentions how like his friends and family hadn't texted them back yeah he was like free he seemed I to be freaking he, he the next day we're supposed to visit their his parents and i yeah. think that's what that was about clearly he did does not have a good relationship with his family yeah so like he was worried about that and because he brought that up and in lieu of praising her family and like rejoicing in the good time that they had she had a major problem with that and they had like a big blowout fight that she night. was pissed um And then at the end, uh, these fuckers get married. I could not (laughs) believe it. And like at the end, like Nick's like got the wedding ring on and he's like standing like next to the camera. And he's like, yeah, I'm like married now. And, you know, it's just like, boy, you're like convincing yourself. God, And he was just sweating so much. He sweat through his pants. It was like, it looked like he peed himself. There was so much sweat going on.
1: Yeah, it was really intense.
0: So that was that couple.
1: So you don't think they're going to be together at the reunion? No, I don't. I do. I, I do. Don't.
0: So, okay, let's see. We have, uh, we had Nick and Danielle. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is the next most boring couple? The last
1: one. The last couple. Well, there's two couples. Oh. Still. So how do you oh, want to handle it? Oh, interesting. It? I think
0: we go with the couple that was the real couple. And then we talk about the bonus couple afterwards. Okay, sounds good. So uh, the most entertaining couple. Um,
1: the bonus couple.
0: Yeah, because they didn't—they broke up. Okay, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so the most entertaining couple, our faves, was Shane and Natalie. I think it was pretty much everybody's fave. Like they were the uh, the it couple of the season. Absolutely. Uh, They were opposites. Uh, Shane, uh, kind of a twitchy, hulking blonde man with huge teeth, (laughs) has like a Jim Carrey, uh, Gary Busey, Shep vibe. Yes, big time Shep. Um,
1: Um, very unpredictable, erratic behavior
0: kind of uh 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 uh, just uh an interesting chap
1: there's like a kid-like vibe going on um definitely like first two episodes of this show i was like hate that guy hate that guy and then we went on this like amazing journey with him there was like there
0: was there's two couples left yeah real couples yeah that's what
1: i thought you were talking about that's why i was confused by the bonus bonus couple couple. sorry
0: this is they're not the most ex- they're they're the most exciting they're so the most exciting we're going out of order we're now. going
1: yeah i was confused by I that was too too many you couples. forgot about the other couple I did. okay there we go so this Sorry. couple um shane and natalie like we're talking about so then we just saw this like incredible redemption arc with shane where he's like he was kind of in a love triangle with this other woman in the pod named Shayna, and she was just like a uh, I, I think it's fair to say a wretched
0: witch. She was pretty nuts. I mean, she she was like the woman who was kind of nuts in the first season as well. No, but Jessica,
1: similar. we've discussed this, and I think Jessica from season one is like redeemable, whereas this woman did not seem redeemable. Like she wanted to break up their relationship, Natalie and Shane. Well, she tried to at an outdoor let's, gathering.
0: Let's quickly go through this. So Natalie and Shane hit it off. Um, You know, Natalie's kind of seems to be maybe a little bit more uptight, a little bit more wound tight. Shane is the absolute opposite. So they kind of fit that yin and yang thing. You know, their faults are are kind of work, you know, together. Uh, Well, so they think, you know. Um, Then they meet each other, and they seem to be, like, really pleased with how each other look. And, yes, in the pods, Shane hit it off with Shana, but apparently Shana did not express herself uh, and the way she felt about Shane quick enough before Shane natalie was like, locked oh, it yeah, down he's like let's do this and shane was like let's do this and they seem to be very happy with their choices when they get out of the pod they go to um, the resort and they're totally digging each other yeah I and mean, they got the physical down they're, they're like in they're love goofing around they go to the like the hangout portion where Jarrett and mallory have their little weird confrontation and uh like, everybody just kind of talks about the fact that, like, they seem like they have the most chemistry. Like, yeah. They're they're knocking it out of the park. I mean, we see a lot of them having fun and and joking around. Then, like, she meets his mom, and his mom is, like, really sweet and kind of likes her. And then he meets her parents, and her mom is, like not into this natalie did not tell her parents that she was going on this show she
1: did not even tell them she was going on the show and then her parents were incredible because at first the mom's like not into it then she meets shane and she's like i can tell that you're happy and yeah, then the dad like, i still
0: don't like this but i do like this guy for yes. some reason which is kind of like how everybody feels yes like, we don't is know how why we, we like this we guy, don't know why but we're pulling for shane we like him. and the dad immediately once sees once she sees how much like how like uh, happy or really just kind of sees like the tone of the mom, like clearly actively takes the opposite role and goes, all right, somebody's got to balance this out. I'm not going to like ice my daughter out here on, yeah. on a TV show. So like, I'm going to be like, let's, let's see the guy. I think he's, he might, I trust be good. you. I trust you. And so that balance sort of works in yeah. the meeting and it makes it kind of tolerable. We do find out around that episode that Natalie um, is, prepared to buy a house she's done the saving she has her bank account in order and her her finances taken care of and shane who is like a real estate guy who that was his apartment like a yeah. dope place like yeah a nice like penthouse in chicago clearly he's making money he's like i just don't do things like that i uh, yeah he's like yeah, i, I spend- like i just spend all the money i have and i don't care about my future and she's he's- like okay this is something maybe we could have talked about in the fucking <laughs> pod
1: she's like how are we gonna hit financial milestones together and he's like huh I don't do that I spend two thousand dollars a month on takeout and she was like well that's got to change
0: so we do see a couple of bumps in the road there they get into a couple of rifts here and there. The, one of them kind of uh, reoccurring is that uh, Natalie seems to be sarcastic and kind of goofs around and has kind of like a brutal sense of humor and kind of shits on Shane every once in a while. In a playful way, yeah. In a yeah. playful way. Shane does not understand this. No. He doesn't like it. Takes and, it personally. And, and wants just to be showered in compliments because of, I don't know, he just feels like he needs it and okay. Um, I relate to it. Right. So, I mean, it's not a, it's not a, a deal breaker and she has to kind of – deal with that too. You also see Natalie be like, well, you're eating in bed. So, you know, like there are things that are not clicking. Yeah. But for me, it felt like just normal, not clicking, like work it out. Like, yes. you guys figured this out somehow. And you guys like really like each other. And when they talk about each other, They both seem to, like, glow when they talk about each other. They're
1: clearly very much in love. And, like, Shane is, uh, like, he seems like a good guy. Like, two different times he's giving counsel to this other um, man named uh, Shake, who we'll get to in a little bit. And he said, like, Shake's having trouble with his lady. And Shane's like, dude, you got to give this a chance because, like, you might get a best friend and a wife out of this.
0: Yeah, he talks great in all of these things. Another time where he shines is... Uh, the aforementioned Shayna who did not express her feelings quick enough for Shane in the pods therefore did not get proposed to got proposed to by another guy what the hell's his name Kyle I think Kyle and immediately finds out Kyle does not believe in any god he's and, an atheist and she is a christian like capital C devout does not believe in evolution believes that we literally came from Adam, Adam and Eve. Whatever you want to call that type of a Christian.
1: She looks her nose down. Looks yes. down her nose at the Big Bang theory.
0: So, doesn't believe in the Big Bang theory. So, once the atheist and the Christian meet each other, they realize it ain't going to work or she does, even though he's like, I don't give a shit cuz he's the atheist. He's like, yeah. whatever, like, you know. You can believe that dumb yeah, shit. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think you're hot, you yeah. know, like and uh she's like tries to get you know, this guy to meet her family. And even though they both are kind of like construction worker go- types, you know, the dad and the brothers and this new boyfriend, it just doesn't work because of the religion thing. It's and then, hostile in and, there. And we do not see them. We, they, yeah. they, they are not really featured uh, at this point of the show, except for the fact that Shayna shows up at a barbecue that everybody, all the engaged couples are hanging out at and she's partying with them. And she goes there with what seems like the specific, um, uh, intention to show Shane what he's missing. And they had never seen each other before and I believe she thought once Shane gets a load of how hot I am she he's going to leave Natalie who I know I'm better than because I was in the pod with. You know there's this sort of air of pompousness. Yeah. And goes there and also everybody notes on the internet where's all the things that Shane says in the pods is hot. She cropped out. It was a runner where Shane would ask Shayna what he's wearing and then whatever Shayna would say he'd be like oh that's so hot yeah he's like crop top oh that's so hot a hat oh that's so hot so she wears this hat and this crop top and goes and talks to Shane. finally and they have a quiet moment by the dock and I'm like I told Ashley right before this I go Shane's gonna catch wind of this lady and I think he's dumb enough he's gonna fall for it and there's gonna be some fireworks here it's gonna be nuts and so we wait and see I think Ashley had more faith in Shane.
1: I had faith in Shane. Yeah, I really did.
0: So, and I didn't want this to happen. I was rooting for Natalie and Shane, but I'm just like, "Ah, Shane just seems like a dumb guy.
1: Shane put on like a total show with Shane and like really laid it on thick with the flirting. And then when that wasn't working, started just really dissing his quote unquote fraudulent relationship with Natalie.
0: So we find out right before they have their talk That Shayna, who's apparently buddies, quote unquote, with Natalie, called Natalie up, asked about how the relationship with Shane is going. Natalie's like, it's amazing. And then Shayna said, well, if it doesn't work out, I have guys for you. And... Natalie was like that was fucking weird yeah I just said it was great and so obviously told Shane this so Shane had this information going into the conversation at the doc and then Shane um calls her on that and she is bewildered pissed and then does not do a good job of explaining or backtracking and Shane in a way that like felt like he was kind of falling into the flirtiness and Really, just like with a smile on, just kind of goes. You're you you lost, dog. Like don't do that. Don't do that to my fiance. I love her and it's not all about you it's about us like peace out yeah and like kind of leaves her in the dust and like leaves her looking real silly with a big dumb hat on
1: yeah he did seem a little shaken afterwards when he was talking to Natalie about it and he was like she called our relationship fraud like a fraud relationship and Natalie was like we are not frauds and then he immediately bounced back but he just seems like a big old impressionable sweetie and so I was so happy that he stood his
0: ground it didn't I what I noted was his big old smile was the fact that oh Shane's loving this got like two hotties like loving mm-hmm. on him and he's between everybody likes that you know what does he have against Shana really yeah. I mean he loves Natalie but he also likes the fact that some woman's trying to fight for him you know it's, it's an ego stroke and I think a guy like Shane obviously he says like stroke my ego don't call me an asshole like Tell me I'm a good-looking guy. And I this couple
1: was so set to say I do. I mean, every time we checked in with them, they were like, yeah, 100%, I'm in. I can't wait to marry this person. Like, this is great. Not, No doubts, no doubts, no doubts. And then we have the wedding day, and Natalie is tearied, teary-eyed, and she says, basically, we got in a big fight last night, and Shane said some things to me that were so hurtful that now I'm questioning everything.
0: Yes, They get to the wedding and Natalie doesn't want to get married. And then they we don't
1: know that until the he walks down the aisle. We just know that they had had this big fight. And she's like, if you asked me yesterday, it would 100 percent be yes. And now I don't know because I'm just I'm
0: shook. And then they go and have a talk, and Shane's like, "Yeah, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have said that stuff." Well, like, then,
1: well, hold on, there. And then they're at the altar, and she says, "I don't." I don't. Right? Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. They don't get married. So then they're like, afterwards, are like, you know, Shane's like, "Yeah, I know. Like, we got into a fight. It's the worst thing to ever happen to me. Great, I fucked it up. So sorry. Just letting like, you know that sucks. This is the worst day of my life. And I understand you don't ever want to talk to me again. And okay, so that's it. Like that's kind of how it ends. And she's like, "Yeah, I just don't know what's going on. And like." I just feel like the stuff you said, like, you can't really take back in a way. And, like, I don't know. Like, I guess I need time. And he's like, well, I guess I blew it. All right. Well. I know, don't think like he was weird... like that at all. He I feel was. like we
1: watched two different shows. Because to me, he was so shaken. And afterwards. Shaken, like,
0: the way he was dealing with it wasn't, like baby please take me back right it was like resigning himself to the fact that I blew it and it's all over
1: yeah and then when he's talking to a producer he's like I don't know what do you want for me this is the worst day of my life like well, what do you want to, me to say like he's just clearly he seemed really destroyed by it something I thought that was so noteworthy and interesting was Natalie referencing her father where she was like something about my dad is that he's always made me feel like he puts himself before me Keep safe or he puts me before him he's always made me feel safe and I did not feel that way well, with Shane
0: clearly that stuff about like not planning for the future was like the major red flag my question to you Ashley Brooke Roberts is: yeah. what did Shane do I'm still unsure he said I hate
1: you and you're the worst thing that ever happened to me
0: okay what? I d- is that enough after? I all think this? so.
1: Yeah, I think if you're the night before your wedding and your fiance that you've known for two months says, "I hate you, you're the worst thing that ever happened to me," then you don't get married to him. But
0: that's such an inf- like it's such like a non real thing. It's like clearly he was. They were it's verbal fighting.
1: abuse. It's verbal abuse. I don't
0: think so. I I don't know. I think there must have been more. He must have been. You know, people suspect this guy's on drugs. I think there was some other stuff going on. I think he came back because people are like sleuthing on the internet. There was a moment when it was the bachelor party that yeah. day or the night before or whatever, I guess probably the night before. It was, yeah. And they went to Wrigley Field and did batting practice, and all the guys hit balls. Even Sal hit a ball. And fucking big old motherfucking Shane couldn't whiffed and couldn't hit a ball. he was so upset and mad, and he looked so weird like sitting there. And he must have gotten really drunk that night. And it just, people are suspicious of what happened that night. Mm. And I don't know, I just, I'm a big words don't matter guy, you know.
1: <laughs> but they do, babe, they do. and <laughs> Oh, do they? They matter.
0: Um. Well, I'm a big words don't matter guy, I'll say it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just feel like they were, I'm like so upset by like the fact that they didn't get married yeah was, like, they upsetting. were they
1: seemed like they were perfect oh my for god each other. it seemed
0: like a fucking lock and now it's like what did he do and what's going on so like now I'm on the internet trying to figure out And everybody's like people think he's a goddamn narcotics addict you know and the people think that he you know there's a lot of people who are like he has no he has adhd that's what's going on which to me l- looking at people who are on these things being like i have adhd here are the things that i see that he was doing and it felt very much like that he's so he's got so many ticks and so much movement and so jittery and can't focus you know people were like does he is he on the spectrum somewhere you know but there's a hard hardcore contingent that think he thinks he's a drug addict. Weird. It is weird to me. I don't think I he's a see drug that addict. At all. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he is. So I'm like, are the fan base of this show idiots or are we? Like, <laughs> I, I, I just don't get it. But, but I do
1: think the reunion will prove uh, that they're together. I'm
0: so holding out for this reunion. On it, just some answers for this. Yeah. Now I forgot this couple. Which is like Yeah, you called them the bonus couple. They're not the bonus couple. I meant the other couple, that will, that which was Shane and 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 Kyle, or Shane oh, and Kyle. Oh, yeah. Because they were supposed to be on the show. They got engaged, yeah. and they just were not. So right. Anyway, we already talked about that. This couple, I forgot about it, and I think it was like maybe my brain helping me, because this was such a disappointment, and I mean, if there's a true villain on this show, post the show, I mean, while the show is having a post, but he's owning it is this man Shake.
1: Yeah. If there's a true villain, it's Shake. And if there's a true champion, it's Deep Dee. It's
0: Deep So, real quick, because it's just kind of a bummer uh, Shake is uh, an Indian man in his 30s. Yeah. And I think Deep is 30. Yeah. She's an Indian woman. They're both, yeah. Both these people had never, ever, ever dated anybody Indian or brown. Uh, uh, they both had
1: just dated white people yeah
0: yes yes but it's like yeah such a stark contrast from going from like i'm trying to have everything but what my family is to wow you're an indian person i'm an indian person we've never done this before it was a crazy story that i was so pulling for they were so likable because you got this guy shake who's like he's like a veterinarian but a dj on the weekends and he's like a real douche in the pods he's I think that they have rules I think they're not allowed To ask what people look like So Shake Clearly kept asking girls Do you work out Yeah And trying to figure out If they were in good shape Because he is Or was Shallow You know And really worrying And he made it very clear to us That he just wants blonde girls Blonde 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 That's what all he talked about Then He goes on this date In the pod Where he doesn't see it And uh, he's, she's, he's like Hey I'm Shake. What's your name And he said And she says Deep Dee And she go- he goes, he he goes Oh you're Indian And then uh, she's like, "Wow, you could tell." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm Indian." And then, like immediately, they hit it off, like on an intellectual, uh, almost like a spiritual level, like emotional. They had like a connection. They really clicked. Unspoken in the pods, it was crazy. And they were both like. Then we started to hear about them, and they tell each other what I just said was the fact that they neither had ever dated anybody but white people before, and they were not interested in dating anybody but white people until. They talk to each other in the pods and hit it off. It's almost quite literally exactly what this show is claiming to do. Yeah. Let's get away from the physical pretenses. Let's actually get down to what we need, not what we want. Yeah. And these two find each other. That we, by the way, shake. He's a okay looking dude. He just oh, looks he's like very a, handsome. He looks like an average, you know, average guy. I think he's handsome. I seems think they're like he, both very like he's attractive. Doing well, too. Yeah, he's got his own practice. He's starting another business and yeah. all this stuff. And then you and then you meet Deep Deepdy's really pretty. She's yeah, she's a pretty woman. So they see each other and they're like, oh shit thank god you're, yes. you're beautiful and like kind of get like really i mean shake is like so thrilled to see her and yeah like, the smile on his face and that like, first meeting they, is hot and heavy on the runway thing where they meet each other the and yeah, the ass grabbing i'm gonna put a baby in you yes there's so much of this stuff and like Deepthi's like so down for this like, yeah wants this she loves like, she loves it she loves the whole situation uh as the show goes on we find out very quickly that Shake is not physically attracted to Deep T.
1: It was a shock because we see this hot and heavy meeting. Then they go to Mexico and all of a sudden they're in the pool together and Deep T trying to kiss Shake and Shake's like looking all around. And Nick tapped my knee and he was like, pay attention. The producers are trying to show us something right now. Right. And he was right. We saw Deep T. We saw Shake pull away from Deep T and all. I have no idea why he just kept saying, I'm not attracted to her. She I feel like she's my aunt. She reminds me of my aunt. And then he went around and he spoke of this to anyone who would listen.
0: Yeah. Uh, Every time he could somebody would be like, so how's it going? He'd be like, oh, it's like, great. It's like my best friend, but like not the physical isn't there. I'm just not attracted to her. She just doesn't give it to me. You know, she doesn't give me that, you know, it's like, it's like making out with my aunt, like making out with my aunt. Like, and people
1: would be like, have you tried? Have you turned the lights yeah, off? Have you had this? a couple and drinks? Like, like get it started.
0: Like, Shane said to him, like, dude, you're missing out on something big if you don't open yourself up to this. And like, it was crazy. And like me, I mean, the first time he says it, I'm like, okay, so like, we're learning something here. Like this is a big hurdle, the scene, you know, but then like after the second, third, fourth time, he's telling other people that they both know on television. Despicable. It's like, dude, you realize that she's going to see this and you're just going to keep saying that you're not attracted to her over and over again, that you think it's like, she reminds you of your aunt and it just made it awful. And it was just like, get away. And it was just, then we see her interviews and he's like, she's like, yeah, like we haven't figured out the physical yet. And it's like, really weird because like we were like so into each other when we saw each other and like you know the butt grabbing and the kissing and i don't really
1: understand what's going on
0: i I, I want that like what happened with that because i'm like into this like is i'm not too sure what's going on and then like towards the end of this thing you're like please don't fucking get married please because it's so bad they meet each other's families and they click so hard yeah it's crazy shake actually tells this same fucking anecdote this thought to his mom and his mom was like okay, I'm like completely on her side and not on your side, like says that to him yeah. and goes like, can you imagine what it, don't marry this woman, don't do this to her. Yeah, the she mom deserves like, somebody that really likes her.
1: She does, yeah, deserves someone. I do not
0: like Deep D has any flaws really that no, we see at all. Like if they would have gotten married, it would have been such a shame to just like men all around everywhere to be like, oh, Deep D's off the market with this guy who doesn't, Find her attractive and like there's probably there would be so I mean the amount of takers probably in her you know DMs I know nobody really wants that from a guy but I'm sure she got like a million people being like this guy's a moron like go let out me on take you date. to dinner let me take you to dinner right now yeah so cut to this fucking wedding they go to the wedding and Deep T goes first and Deep T's like I'm not marrying you dude she says
1: i choose myself yes loved that
0: and then leaves and shake immediately turns to the crowd of friends and family goes nothing to see here guys like uh, there's no sad we're not sad this is great we love it this is a lot of fun we're having a party come on let's get up and dance and everybody's like uh and he's like no it's all good i i have reservations for nobu tomorrow (laughs) yeah and it's just like, what this is guy going on? Like, really
1: comes across sweaty
0: as in hell. In denial, tries to pretend like it's not didn't hurt him. He's like, I, w-
1: I was, I was going to say no. I'm just glad I didn't have to do it. Yeah, I and mean, we're like, uh-huh. luckily, uh huh.
0: Luckily, Netflix gave him a bad edit in that way. Even if there was a good way to edit him good, they did not do that. Yeah. Um. So th- it was a relief that they didn't get married. But let me tell you something, folks. This guy, knowing, you know, I mean, like, you gotta, you know, how reality fans are. I mean, they were in this dude's comments, calling him every name under the sun about how disrespectful and awful he was to deep D and this guy just has decided to own it. He is being a huge piece of shit villain on the internet. Wow. Loving it. Just posting, like trying to like, just, he's like, fuck it. Let's get this DJ business going. Like, I didn't know this. Oh, he's completely like, he's posting stuff, trolling people in comments. Wow. You know, like some woman was like, uh, told him he was a piece of crap and then he was a brunette woman. And then under that she was a blonde woman was like, yeah, I know. Like, I can't believe it. And then under that is shake going, Hey, DM me blonde lady. Like (laughs) it's like, I mean, and then like all he's hashtagging, like everything with reservations at Nobu. Like, Oh my God. What else could he do? I guess, you know, he's been made to look like that. The guy, the asshole that he is. And, but he's owning it and it's very, it's, it, it's fun to look at. But I mean, yeah, complete villain. And by the way, he claims he, he says he, he gave everybody a warning. He tells it like it is at the reunion. So I hope that she slaps this guy. Um, really. I she mean,
1: might be the star. So of so this,
0: the, the star season. is Shane.
1: Yeah. Shane. This is the Shane, Shane season. It is the Shane season. But, um, Really casting, a close though. second.
0: I, I thought everybody was really kind of uh, intriguing.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: Um, so, folks, I guess we'll talk about how that reunion is on Friday. I mean, we did uh, we, we we did good here. Uh, I got an hour and twelve minute, minutes. Wow, we never but do us, that. We Never do that. Um, okay, folks, um, we thank you for listening. Do us a favor, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and write us a review if you haven't done that. We really appreciate it. Also, um, I do a vlog that Ashley is heavily featured on. Some say would say the star of my vlog. Hey, now. Uh, that comes out on my YouTube, which you can find the um, link in the description. That's YouTube.com forward slash Nick Maritato. And uh, I do a vlog. I go around and, you know, buy stuff at thrift stores. We go on little trips to Disney and this and that. and It's a lot of fun. So if you like us, you like this, you'll like that. Uh, go subscribe and check those videos out. Um, and I guess, uh, other than that, we will talk to you next week. Talk to you soon. Bye.